0: last time on Dice Funk. So when you close your eyes and think of the above ground city, North Valentine, I want you to imagine a huge metropolis of skyscrapers of steel and glass. And when you think of the below ground city, South Valentine, I want you to think of neon.
1: So Lenora lives in South Valentine. She grew up in the slums with her parents, Norma and Joe. And she really likes partying, so she tries to make as much money as possible so she can, you know, continue to move from party to party.
2: My wizard Yu-Gi-Oh! player, he got a little bit addicted to buying trading cards and spent all of his money and all of his family's money and gotten into a bit of a bind by buying too many cards.
3: Captain Katerina scourge of the seas. Orphaned as a child, she was basically raised on the streets by a grifter conman, a gnoll by the name of Nucky, and she survived on her own since then, and uh, has just been kind of focused on beca- her dream of becoming a professional wrestler, and she is uh, somebody who has kind of adapted to that con man lifestyle, though. Ed
4: is a forged rogue and sorcerer. How he can do that is not explicitly made clear as of this time. He was discovered by a kobold by the name of uh, Kundi at his establishment, uh, which is a bar slash arcade called Quarter Round, which is in South Valentine. The company that owns the property that the Quarter Round is on has been sort of pressuring Kundi about the lease rate going up and expecting money sooner, and they currently don't have the capital to leverage it.
0: Equinox. Knox for short. It's good.
1: I'll try it later, and I'll hit you up on the interwebs.
0: You see on the drone, the logo is a picture of a tree with ten branches. This is the symbol of the Crown Corporation.
2: And without looking at the deck, draws out a card, (laughs) flips it round at Droney Maloney, and casts Invisibility.
1: I mean, he's thaumaturgy to make, like... A boom 30 feet away from me in the opposite direction to try to send the thing that way.
0: Alright, so it's episode two. So the annoying thing we have to do at the beginning of every new season is help new listeners acclimatize to our voices. So we're going to do a little intro. This will probably go on for a couple episodes before we reach a point where either you've got it or you have to start the whole season over. It's a bad ending. Go back to chapter one. That's right. You got to put your finger in the choose your own adventure novel so you don't go too far. I lost the plot of that metaphor. I'm Austin Yorski, dungeon master, narrator, non-player character voices, and also rules guy. Uh, You're going to hear most of me, so you'll get used to this. Uh, Also, other people. Lauren, you want to go next?
1: Lauren Morgan. I play Lenora Desmond, cat DJ.
2: I'm Laura Dale, I play Frank Westerly, who uses magical Yu-Gi-Oh cards to do wizard stuff.
4: Uh, I'm Michael Skitchiano, or Skitch, and I'm playing as Renee Eddy, or Ed, the forged rogue sorcerer. And I'm
3: Chris, who had to follow up somebody who has a voice processor, (laughs) and I'm playing the professional wrestler Katarina Krakenbane, Esquire.
1: She's an Esquire now?
3: Uh, Well, I just wanted to add stuff at the end, so yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Who's going to say no, right? No one. It's not as though Esquire is like a legal title that has legal precedence.
1: You know, I only learned like this year that Esquire meant lawyer. (laughs) I thought it was like a fancy like landowning title or something like the aristocracy or something i don't know
3: (laughs) esquire kind of sounds like equine they're very close yeah
1: see he knows and squires do stuff with horses don't they yeah exactly horse stuff on them (laughs) flawless logic
4: esquiretrian it's the the act of horse-based lawyer antics standard olympic event there right spoiler for season 12 yes
0: <laughs> they all lawyer horse season what does that even mean who knows
4: it, it's it's the unnecessary sequel to sonic horses which if you don't get that just go on twitter you'll find
0: it's, it no, it's a crossover between barbie's horse adventure and phoenix right
4: yep that sounds about accurate <clears throat> that actually sounds kind of dope
1: I, I thought it was gonna be like all the all the horses were lawyers <laughs>
4: Oh no, that's good too. I
0: was thinking they were doing law from horseback, but if they're just up there with their hooves like slamming them like
1: apples. <laughs> what if it's like a, if it's like a thoughtful boyfriend but with lawyer horses.
0: <laughs> All right, so we had a good run in season 4. We have a better idea now, so we're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Oats McMaine. Nay. <laughs> Call your first witness.
1: <laughs> your first witness.
0: <laughs> it's very good also i want to shout out all the uh great uh art i saw after the first episode um it's just it's so overwhelming all the support we get on this show but i just want to say thank you to cosmion who just kills it every single season amazing yeah see uh, c questions on tumblr also in the forums Okidokai with the the legos uh that's just a tradition at this point just phenomenal work edmund mk in the forums also did the um Hollow deck card of the warm snuggly blanket which if you haven't seen i'm gonna try to put it everywhere on social media please that
2: warm snuggly blanket card is the best and i love it And I it's yam, so good like, th- there is a weight on my shoulders now because any stupid nonsense i come up with this season is gonna end up being a trading card and that feels like too much responsibility for me
4: that sounds like a good card actually too much responsibility <laughs> um
2: oh god
0: All right, so it's time for the episode. I'm going to start it now. Where we last left this adventure, you guys were in the subway tunnels between North and South Valentine. You had run across a drone that was unlike all the other ones you were familiar with. Normal drones are just kind of the flying metal guys with the little camera eyes that peep stuff and call the police if they see crime. Uh, This one was bright yellow, had a smiley face, and when you failed to guess its password, it drew a gun on you inside of its mouth. Uh, Luckily... Uh, Lenora was able to use the distraction to send it away from the group. And now we rejoin right there with a choice. Uh, are you guys going to confront Droney Maloney or are you going to leave? Because you have an opportunity right now to get away from this.
1: Uh, peace.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, no IZ machine. I got a question for you. Those things over there, like the, the drone. Does that have like some kind of like. Is there, like, a modem in it we can, like, rip out so it doesn't tell everybody?
4: I'm sorry. I I sort of spaced out for a moment when you pronounced my name that way. Um, <laughs> No-I-Z? It, it's noise. What is an S in noise. It's called stylization. It, anyway, the point is, I don't know specifically if that thing has communication. Obviously, it probably has a communication with whatever security detail might be associated with the location. In terms of any broader network Not sure, it depends on whether there's eyes on it Or not Whether it has any sort of false, uh, any sort of automatic Triggers I don't know whether or not it's like that Because I can't, you know, I, I don't I'm not psychic, I don't Fuck. Communicate wirelessly with uh, Other machines So I wanted to rip its modem out has modem, doesn't it? Chris, look me
3: in the eyes Do you know what a modem is? <laughs> play into the idea of what would somebody who's like not experienced with computers think like the way to disrupt that kind of like connection would be and it's just like modem that's the thing that puts you on the interwebs right (laughs) can't talk to itself or whatever I just like the idea
0: of Katarina and like an Apple store be like look at all these modems
3: (laughs) she's like there's a lot of modems in this place why don't they call it the modem store
4: in any case I, I agree with the DJ we should make our move while we have a chance
3: all right
0: So the party leaves droney Maloney behind and delves deeper into the subway tunnels, which will lead them underneath a rich estate in Norval. If you'll recall from the last episode, we talked about your two exit plans were to escape into the North City or to escape back down into the tunnels. Uh, Now escaping back into the tunnels involves a drone with a gun mouth. So keep that in mind. That is an additional complication which has arisen.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: It, it is, as far as you know, still hunting you down there. This is a good point to talk about uh, combat because we are playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, but...
4: Uh, I'm just going to make up the rules when he's not looking.
0: <laughs> All right. So we're using the guns on page 268 of the Dungeon Master's Guide, which is actually pretty easy to implement. So there we aren't doing much home rules There, but we are do I am doing some on the enemy side, which is a long winded way of saying in order to streamline things for the podcast, most fights uh, are going to be against people who have less health than you might expect, but do more damage uh, to make things more lethal. Long story short, if someone comes at you with a gun. It's very tempting to think, well, guns do X amount of damage and I have Y amount of health so I can take this many shots and and try to approach it like logically like a video game. But the way we do this show, dear listener, is if someone comes at you with a gun, you react the way you would in real life if someone came at you with a gun, which is assuming that it could kill you on the spot. So Droney Maloney is a fun comic character, but he is a legitimate threat because his mouth is a gun. So I just want to put that out there for anyone who's curious about the math stuff going on.
2: So it's it's not just a loud fancy bow and arrow, then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Now I'm trying to
4: think of a really cool like machine bow and arrow gun. <laughs> Isn't
2: that just a
1: crossbow. Well,
4: to be fair, yeah, those weapons are actually kind of useful even in a modern campaign because they're silent. Yeah, but like a belt-fed crossbow. And they don't have rifling marks that they leave behind. So, you know, the anyway, we could could, could get back to (laughs) possibly not dying.
0: Back to the crime. All right, so you guys did a a million crits last session. So you snuck by a lot of potential dangers down here. Um, You actually go on just in kind of awkward, dark silence for a while. You pass from the parts of the subway tunnel that are cement and have like guardrails and stuff stuff that clearly is intended to be used and then you pass that into the abandoned part. Just dirt tunnels centuries old from the lizard folk who used to come down here when it got too cold to be on the surface. And as you're moving through this part, you guys start to see the the actual tunnels you're interested in, the ones that go up to the surface. Now these are crude. If you just picture like a lizard, like a man-sized lizard, just used his hand claws to dig into the walls and up through the roof and up into the surface. That's what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Just like real crude, homemade holes. (laughs) You guys have a pretty good idea because you guys did uh, checks for Google Maps and you did uh, investigating the maps and stuff. The question is, who's going to go first up these holes?
2: (laughs) You can't.
0: <laughs> no matter what, listen, we're just in hole time. This is just <laughs> going to be a whole heavy episode. I'm sorry.
2: Considering I'm invisible, it probably it probably makes sense for Frank to go up first.
0: It does. It makes a lot of sense. Do you want to make an athletics check to to sidle inside the hole and just kind of like, like a <laughs> mole person? Uh, like a yeah. chubby 40-year-old Yu-Gi-Oh mole? Uh, nine. Uh, that's a failure. You get your paunch stuck inside the mole hole.
2: My punch is stuck inside the mole hole, huh? Ooh, ooh.
0: This is some Winnie the Pooh shit, my friends. Oh, bother. Oh, bother,
2: bother, bother.
1: What do I roll to dig him out with my claws?
0: If you're going to go up through the hole behind Frank and try to, like, dig around his butt <laughs> <laughs> to, to free him, um, it sounds like you want to make um, athletics as well. My
3: butt's stuck. Come get me out. <laughs> Can I offer uh, a possible alternative? Yes, please. Could I create one of my water whips and try to, like, use that to help pull him out and also, like, put water in between his flesh and the rock so it's easier to, like, slip out? Yeah, that sounds like a really clever, good D&D solution to this.
2: It's better than Klein's, but... Can I just say, like, I love the visual image of this because Frank is invisible at this moment, so, like, Frank's probably had to muffled shout down, like, I know you can't see, but trust me, I'm stuck up here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you go into the, you go. You're the first one. You go into like the hole in the wall, and there's just like a, a winding path up to the surface, like you know, like ants do. You guys played Sim Ant, I'm sure. <laughs> and you start crawling through there, but you get your tummy stuck like Winnie the Pooh, and then everyone else is waiting down in the hole, and you just hear like a muffled like,
2: help. <laughs> I have, to, I have to be like the kid that's stuck halfway down the slide and shouts back up, "Don't come and slide down yet."
0: All right, so Katarina, describe what you do to extricate Frank from this
3: dire hole situation. So Katarina will create these uh, tendrils of water, which she normally uses in wrestling to play to her old uh, sea captain who fought a Kraken gimmick. And since she only knows that Frank is up in the hole and stuck, but she can't see him, she'll essentially be like probing around with these tentacles until she can eventually find where the body is and then... (laughs) Like wrap around from there. Be careful not to get my card wet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to recap, you probe the hole with your tentacles. Yeah, it couldn't look. It's there. Wasn't
3: a way around this.
0: There was. There was a many ways. We made a lot of choices to get here, and that's on us.
3: <laughs> oh, I just, I just meant the verbiage. There was very little way around it.
0: All right. Why don't you make a strength check? Okay. To try to yank Frank back down the hole. Crit fail.
1: Ah! So. So we get. In, we're trapped, right? Boosh.
0: Okay, so this is amazing. <laughs> so Frank gets his Winnie the Pooh butt up in this hole. Katarina <laughs> puts some water tendrils up behind him, grabs him, and yanks down, and the tunnel collapses on top of Frank.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do I get out as it collapses, or am I trapped in a collapsed hole? It's. No, it, 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 you are stuck in there.
0: This is bad. Like, you're going to suffocate if you don't figure this out.
3: All right. Uh, well, I guess uh, let's like try to get in there and try to move some rocks around to free out the cave in at least. Let me be clear. There are other holes. Remember, this is a, a huge spider
0: web, a spider web network of different lizard folk tunnels all throughout this place. So there are other adjacent ones, right? So maybe you want to go up in one of those and then go sideways to free Frank if this one's collapsed on him.
1: All right. I'll climb that way.
0: All right. Athletic check. Three. <laughs> Nope, you just, you get two feet up and you slide back
3: down.
4: <laughs> the highest strength bonus anyone in this party has is a plus one. We are a bunch of weaklings here. Oh, boy.
3: Well, I I have proficiency, so I can I can try to at least go up there. Statistically, it's the best option, I suppose. Uh, Katerina will try going up one of the side holes. Uh, 17 to athletics.
1: Oh,
0: thank God. Much better. So, Lenora, you come tumbling out of the hole, and you just land on your back, and you're like, I don't know, guys, I tried. <laughs> and Katarina runs by you, gets up in the adjacent hole, and up next to Frank.
3: Flavor-wise, can I say I tagged uh, Lenora as I went by? Yes! Awesome. <laughs> All right, so now you're <laughs> in an adjacent hole.
1: So many holes.
3: There's there's a lot of holes. Please get past this part so we can stop <laughs> saying the word hole. Uh I mean, I feel like it's a bad idea to try using the water whips again, but they're probably more helpful than just punching it.
0: I say it's dirt, so advantage to turn this into a kind of a slurry and slide out of there.
3: Okay. Uh yeah, well let me try that then. Strength
0: could work or dexterity as well. I'll do
3: dexterity. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I think you're you're trying to like you're trying to dig through the dirt using the water whips to kind of push through the dirt in the mud and grab onto him. Wow. Oh, Yeah, you did advantage, one of which was a botch and one of which is 13. God, you, over- <sighs> I'm trying to think, would I have killed Frank at episode two? <laughs> would
3: that be too harsh if three botches? We, we used all of our botches, making sure our mozzarella sticks and uh, sneaking skills are really good. We didn't figure there'd be climbing at any point.
2: Here's the thing, like, you'd be well within your rights, but also I would be so gutted to already lose my beautiful, like, (laughs) trash card gaming baby.
0: It would be incredibly sad, but this is a good time to establish that death is on the table. I don't want to kill these characters, but if the fiction demands it, like, it is possible. So let's all keep that in mind.
2: If I get- if Frank gets shot in the head, he might not survive. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Very, very unlikely to survive a headshot. But for now, Katerina, you drag
0: Frank into your slimy, muddy hole and you guys slide out of there. Um, you do lose all the cheese sticks you had in your pocket, though. You owe me dinner, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're saving those for later.
2: Um, Yeah, sure. Um, d- uh, Dinner is fine. Just no mentioning me getting stuck in a hole to anyone ever, <laughs> even me.
3: <laughs> I'd like to pretend this situation didn't happen as well. So deal. Agreed. For no apparent reason, I will get you. I will get you dinner later. All right. So
0: Frank's all muddy, and you guys have ruined the ideal hole. But there are subpar, substandard holes. Some lightly used holes you guys can use besides oh those ones to get
3: up into the same area. Did uh, anyone bring you know like a rope of any kind or something?
4: Ed Ed is gonna open up his jacket, reach inside, and pull out basically a, a, a decent measure of rope. Um, he is then going to kind of extend his hand up towards Katarina, who's obviously, like, too far away for uh for him to reach, and then the rope just continues to float on up to Katarina's hand from where he's standing.
3: Nice! You got, like, stretchy hands. They are pretty decent.
4: Ed basically used Mage's uh, Mage hand in order to float the rope up to Katarina.
3: Navigate up one of the other holes that i guess the hole that seems the best alternative now that we've ruined uh hole a yeah athletics
2: please the crit is amazing but but i do just want to go back to you did describe uh, that hole as hole a and now i'm thinking a hole
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> if it helps i was about to describe this new hole
3: as uh hotel uh hole de Catarina because i just I owned it now, but yeah, all these very awkward puns make it, uh, or uh, double entendres so make
2: that. The, the secondary hole is not the B-hole.
3: <laughs> all right, so
0: everyone's way past this. We've moved on to the next mission. Ah, that one went great. No one ever talked about this one again. I'm embarrassed.
4: You put us in the situation here. You did
1: this.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Katarina, your botch nearly kills Frank, but then you crit to save everyone as you take... Eddie's rope and you get up in that B hole and you go as fast and as powerfully as you can to the top of this old uh, tunnel. It t- goes for a while. Like it's a pretty long distance from the subway to the surface. You guys went up, obviously it's, I did not really talk about this, but like the subway tunnels were on an upward incline this whole time. So it's not like you're going from the bottom to the top, uh, but you get up to the top and there is to you. It's a ceiling. Obviously it's the floor to the surface world. There is some ground above you that you're going to have to punch through to get up there.
4: Once, I mean, at this point, I'm assuming everyone else is going to be kind of brought up with Cat, uh, with right? So you get to the top of the tunnel,
0: you brace yourself against the like the walls, you hold onto the rope with all your might, and everyone else could climb up if you want.
1: Yes, I am climbing.
0: So now you guys are all at the top of this lizard folk tunnel, and you're just a couple feet from freedom. Above you is what is the ground to everyone else.
4: All right, I think this part might be helpful. And then Eddie reaches into the other side of his jacket and pulls out two items: one being a crowbar, and the other one being a hammer. Uh, offers it up to uh, Katarina. It's like this might be a little bit more efficient than than punching the uh, floor up there.
3: Yeah. Okay. I'll just do it all. Yeah. Sure. And she'll take the. She'll take the, uh, <laughs> the crowbar and hammer, and uh, I guess try to chisel her way through uh, up to the surface.
0: It just occurred to me that Frank is invisible and covered in mud, so he basically looks like clayface right now and the mental
2: image is exquisite. Hi, what? I'm clayface. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm clayface. Look look at me, Major clay.
0: <laughs> All right, so why don't you actually just make a group uh roll to dig through to the surface? Uh Katerina has has advantage cuz she has tools. 20
1: 2.
4: Oh, are you Kaylenora?
1: <laughs> 18. She hurt her paw.
4: I, uh, natural crit.
0: Alright, another crit. This, see- this season feels like it's gonna be all crits and botches.
4: Ed rolled a natural crit, but he got a result of a 17 because he has a 5 strength. <laughs> Aww.
0: <laughs> I do like this image, though. So, Lenora, you reach up one paw, you bat at the ceiling, like, lightly, and then you just say... Nah, actually, I'm just going to go over here. <laughs>
4: Take a nap. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, get, you just get your claw a little dusty, and you're like, never mind, I'm going to go lay down. And everyone else digs through. Uh, there's like seven, eight feet of dirt above you because this, as you find, uh, is someone's front lawn that you're digging through. So with the crit, uh, Eddie, you get just a head full of steam, and you start ripping down clods of dirt, and you get yourself up into... The new hole you've made. This is the the freshest hole we've explored this session, um, and you can peek your head up out, and you see it's it's actually more of a field than a lawn. But you are mm-hmm. on the estate. You were hoping maybe to, if you had the uh, the best hole that collapsed, you could have came up right in this inside of this house maybe. But you're you're on the lawn, mm-hmm. and this lawn mm-hmm. is enormous Mm. like all four of you live in like cramped shitty dirty apartments and your buildings have like graffiti and bullet holes on them and stuff like all of your buildings combined wouldn't make up this one lawn
4: ed's gonna glance around once he's kind of up on there just to sort of see if he notices anything out of place in terms of like other drones or other items of note um i'm gonna roll perception his passive perception is 16
0: oh yeah i mean that's enough (laughs)
4: Yeah, I'm just going to roll just to see if anything else comes up, but 25.
0: Yeah. All right, so, Ed, you're the scout. You pop your head out of the hole and look around the the lawn. Uh, So there are tons of drones up here. Uh, These are the droney Maloney models, which with you are now familiar. They have yellow smiley faces, and, you know, they also have guns inside of them. Uh, They are unlike any of you've seen before, which usually don't have guns. And there's about uh, half a dozen floating around this property. And you actually see there's a big sign, uh, like a big wooden, almost like a billboard out front that you have to drive under to go onto the property. And it has uh, a name on the front and back of the sign, which says Black Acre. One word. That's the name of this estate that you guys are going to heist. Uh, but there are no cars here. You don't see there's no signs of anyone home. All the lights are off in the big house that's at the far end of the property. Mm-hmm. It looks like this is just a huge open field patrolled by about six drones, which have guns. That's what you see.
4: Once Ed sees this, he's going to he's going to duck down and use message to communicate directly with Katarina, Uh basically conveying what he sees over to her, saying House looks like there's nobody inside. Lights are out, but there are drones all around.
0: Message for the audience is a spell that allows you to send silent messages to people.
3: It doesn't take up any spell slots, so you can use it infinitely.
1: Did he mention Black Yeager? Because couldn't we Google that?
3: Show only what she heard to Frank and Lenore to see if they have any input they want to add. It sounds like you guys want to roll history to search the internet for information.
2: What the fuck? I rolled a six.
4: Fifteen for Ed. I rolled a five. My phone doesn't get the internet.
2: Nine for me. The page is
0: buffering still. (laughs) All right. So more than half the party failed. The difficulty check. So you guys don't succeed on this group roll. What happens is you Google Blackacre and you guys get a Google results screen that says on the bottom, like instead of like uh, there have been requests for DMCA takedowns, it says the Crown Corporation has requested that this information be redacted.
2: Ooh, spooky. I'm just suddenly realizing, do we know what we're planning to steal in here, or are we just, like, get in there and look around and find something? Yeah, you ha- you guys have no
0: idea what you expect to find. You just know that this is an isolated, very lavish, expensive estate that you think is basically unguarded. There's six robots, but they're not very bright, which is not very much security. Okay, right. so
2: I-, I was previously invisible, I now have some mud on me, um... Is this like enough mud that I could brush it off and be back to invisible? Definitely, you'll get you'll get advantage
0: on stealth checks. They can still hear your your footfall. Actually, the the lawn has the lawn's kind of frozen. Right, it's the middle of the night and deserts are known for their extreme swings in temperature because they have very low Mm. humidity, basically. So, like, in the middle of the day, it's burning hot, and at night, it's freezing cold. So, in fact, this lawn should be dead, right? Like, these extreme temperatures, the lack of water, the freezing every night, like, it it must cost more to keep this lawn alive than all four of you make combined every year.
1: (laughs) So, would Lenora know who, like, what any of the prominent... Crown Corporation people looked like. Would she have a clear picture in her mind of what any of those like famous crown people looked like? Uh, history check as well.
0: This is this could be more brain than internet, but yeah, this is lore information. Twenty. Nice artificial twenty. So it's very good. Yeah, the um. So the Crown Corporation is the biggest uh company in Valentine. There isn't a president. They have a board of uh, directors. And the, um, the chairman of the board of directors is kind of a celebrity. Uh, his name is Chairman Solomon Luna. Okay. Spelled like those words are spelled. And he's a lizard person. He's, he's a minor celebrity because he's the chairman of the biggest company. So you know him. He's a, he's a lizard man in a suit. Um, lizard folk in valentine are desert variety so if you actually, if you open the monster manual you'll and look up lizard folk you'll see green amphibious swamp d- dwelling ones that's not these ones lizards come in a wide variety of shapes colors and sizes i did a lot of lizard research in anticipation of this <laughs> setting uh the, the lizard folk of valentine are like sand color they have like spikes and stuff they, they, if you just google sand or if you just google desert lizard you'll see uh he looks like that but proper fancy rich
1: Um, I'm gonna flip my mask of many faces. Uh, so it's one of my Eldritch invocations, which I get for being a warlock. Shout out to buttery spirits. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, (laughs) I can cast Disguise Self at will without expending a spell slot. I'm gonna turn myself into that Luna boy.
0: All right, so you want to use your warlock invocation to become Chairman Solomon Luna?
1: Yeah, I'm still gonna try and stealth, but...
0: Okay, no, I love this plan. This is really cool.
1: Maybe they won't shoot me.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like you want to go up first and then invisible Frank behind you and then the other two? Sure. Let's do it. You pull yourself up onto the lawn of Blackacre, and you're going to start walking towards the house. Uh, if you do want to still be silent, then stealth for everybody. Advantage for Frank.
1: I rolled 22.
0: Oof.
2: 19.
4: I rolled a botch. Oh
2: my god. Uh, 11. With, with advantage, I got 11. Okay, so Laura botched, and
0: then she got her second roll for advantage and did not botch. Oof. What is up with the dice this
4: season? <laughs> yeah. Is
1: there a roll 20 update or something?
4: Crit, I crit on something of a minus 3-2, and then botch on something of a plus 6-2. You just gotta <laughs> love flat percentile dice rolls. So
2: what's that in the end? 22 19 7
4: and 11. No, no, no. A botch and 11. <laughs>
2: oh, botch and 11. So more than half the party succeeded, which means the party has succeeded,
0: but there is a botch on the board, which means we're going to have a negative consequence here, which is uh, one of the drones catches sight of Eddie as you guys get up to the house, and it looks like Lenora, you're going to have to step up to do some social glad-handing to get out of this situation. But the rest of you get up to the door, and you guys can like hide behind a a, a, a column there's like this big, big estate house that's the residential part of this and there's all kinds of... There's like a front porch with like a swing on it and stuff and you guys all get up there and you can hide but you were spotted so Lenora, you got uh, to confront this drone as it floats up to you.
1: Halt there, Malonies! <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, I couldn't even voice that because I was laughing too hard. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Joni Maloney is... Uh, is a collective noun. It's not Joni Maloney. It's, it's not plural. It's just the one.
1: I know. I was just trying to have some fun with you guys. You work so hard. Just doing what we're programmed, sir. Oh, I'm th- I'm so thankful for your service. This this guy is with me. We're we're good here. Joni Maloney. Is is something wrong with your voice, sir? I have a cold.
0: <laughs> Deception. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
1: Oh, thank God. I Plus, I swear to God, if I get a botch, I'm going to throw myself off a cliff. Nineteen.
0: Oh, finally. Good roll. So, Lenora, you've, set, you've mostly sat this episode out, but you uh successfully convinced Droney Maloney that you are the boss. And, and uh, Droney Maloney says, all right, uh, have a nice day, sir. And floats off.
1: I salute the Maloney.
0: <laughs> I salute the Maloney
3: as well. <laughs> all right. So you guys are all on the porch of this estate. I uh, want to take a look at the door and see if it looks like it has any kind of security system or something like that set up to it.
0: Yeah, you check the door real quick. It's locked, but it doesn't seem like it's like a security lock. It's just like a door lock.
1: What do I roll to pick a lock?
4: If you
0: have proficiency with thieves tools, you add your proficiency.
4: Do you have proficiency with thieves tools? I took them. Okay. I mean. Did you want to do it? I'm the rogue of the party. And- <laughs>
0: No, I like this. Use this role play. So Lenora walks up to the door. She pops
4: her thieves tools out of her glove and Eddie looks sad. And he's like, I want to do it. Eddie was going to walk up and pull off his left jacket sleeve and then basically tap on his forearm, causing it to open up and reveal a series of hooks, pins and other components needed to do lock picking inside of his forearm before he starts pulling them out one by one in preparation to take care of the door
1: is going to pout and be like, mine was cool too. All
4: right, if it's just with proficiency then, then that's... Another botch.
1: Roll 20 was built on
0: <laughs> Native American burial grounds. <laughs> this is garbage.
2: So if 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 you're someone that's jumped into season four of Dice Funk and has never engaged with Dungeons & Dragons before, you're not meant to get this frequency of botches and crits. Like This isn't supposed to be a common thing. Renee, you use your... These tools
0: on the lock and they get stuck, and you have to like jiggle the handle. You're like, What the? F-? This is, I'm having a very bad night. Frank almost got suffocated by a hole and then we got spotted by a drone. Lenora's a lizard. It's just, it's a- quite a night. And you're like trying to yank your hand out of the handle and it makes a bunch of noise. And you actually see floating over to the window from the inside, there's another drone inside looking out.
1: God damn it.
0: But this one is not a droney Maloney. This is a regular camera drone. This the gunmetal gray, its eye is a camera, it has a light at the front and it peeks out and sees you guys.
1: I wave at it. shit.
0: Lenora, you wave at it and it it looks at it like narrows its lens at you, as if to look at you.
1: I'm gonna like make a shooing motion. Try to shoe it away.
0: A voice comes on and
1: says, Do you require assistance, Chairman Luna? I lost my key. Deception. And I'm sick. Oh, it's so bad. 19!
0: Alright, the the drone uh, beeps and boops, and the door
4: clicks open.
1: Thank you, son. <laughs> I don't
4: know. <laughs> am, I able, am I able to at least recover my tools? Yeah, the consequence for the botch was that you alerted the drone. Okay, the last time I botched with thieves' tools, you broke them, and I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> that is definitely a go-to thieves' tool botch,
0: but... This one, I already had something inside ready for you, so. Luckily, uh, Lenora, as the lizard, has been really, really helpful.
1: I'm so glad I took that fucking
4: invocation. It's a good one.
0: It is. So the door is open. You guys can go inside. Uh, You see that floating camera drone inside. This is uh, not a personality-blessed one. (laughs) This is just an inside droid. It doesn't have any weapons.
2: Do we know how many of our party members who are not in disguise were caught on camera by that drone? You assume
0: all of you. But you also don't have any reason to believe it's broadcasting outside. It's not a a police drone in public. It's for this. It's a domestic drone. It's
4: It's for the security of this place in particular.
2: So what I'm thinking is if we can, on our way out, destroy this individual unit, should that hopefully prevent our faces from being seen after the crime?
1: I could ask it to erase the footage as the chairman, but then what if it asks for a password?
0: Uh, the drone does say to you, though, Lenora, in your lizard person disguise, it says, Hello, Chairman. Hello. Do you need Skell? He's in his office.
1: No, I don't need Skell today.
0: That's Skell, S K E L. The drone says,
1: All right. Do you require anything else? No, thank you. I will let you know if I do need anything, though. All right. Have a wonderful day, Chairman. You too, Drone.
0: Uh, the drone floats away into the house, uh, which you guys all now can see. Uh, you, you can basically explore it at your leisure. There's no one here that, you, as far as you can tell. Uh, do you guys want to roll investigations, maybe to get a more detailed uh, explanation before I launch into it?
4: 19. Every
1: roll. Six. I hold my breath. Oh,
2: 15. 21.
0: Nice. 15, 19, and 21 are definitely some passing rolls. You guys crushed it. Uh, so you get all the information there is here, which is this is a, a, a large, almost uh, mansion. It's a little bit more conservative than that. It's basically like someone's uh, said to the architect, can you give me like a tasteful log cabin except for huge and expensive?
1: That's like a real thing.
0: That It is, and it's what you guys are inside of now. And so there's a lot of things that are supposed to look like rustic and homey, but th- the millionaire's version of that uh, there's a lot of there's like three fireplaces. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. There's how there's not even three chimneys. What are you doing? Um, there there's a lot of that stuff. You notice there aren't any like knickknacks or there's no like family portraits in here. Whoever lives here doesn't seem like someone who is very se- sentimental. Um, you also poke around like the kitchen, which is very nice, like all perfect countertops, with a huge steel fridge, and everything. You look inside. There's like, uh, ketchup and like. A lemon juice or something in there there's like no food it's like whoever lives here if they eat at all they don't cook for themselves
4: at least there isn't a zima in there that would be just tragic
0: also everything is like spotless there's like no dust at all in here and actually as you guys are exploring you hear like a whirring noise and you see the drone who is, is uh, has like a bottom attachment opened up and it's vacuuming
1: oh i'm so proud of them
0: <laughs> um the most important thing you find in here this abandoned uh estate house is there is a huge steel door uh which leads down into the basement which has a bunch of like spinning bank vault locks on it and a number pad it's like the huge heavy duty security door and there's also you find some paperwork in like like a lounge like the drawing room there's like a a little personal library and a big mahogany desk. And you've look you just kind of look through it real quick to see if there's any valuables and you find a bunch of poetry
1: as well. Can I take it? You want to take the poetry? How bad is it? Is it good poetry or is it bad poetry? Uh,
0: do you want to read one of them? Yes. All right. So you read the first poem
5: and it goes like this. Nothing bleeds alone. The hot and the cold seep into one another in windstorms and waterfalls, in engines that crank and burn against inanimate crudeness, flooding with motion, and the idea that these things work, pushing our will through gears and wires, extending our sight faster and farther, closer and closer to completion. We have become powerful batteries, gorging on the surroundings to siphon anything to grow our reach and fashion our eyelashes to lengths grander than even our voices can carry to grasp at things that we cannot even speak to and pull parts of them into our hands and play but touching burning things bends bodies and clutching at the frozen is a trap So while switches and buttons and levers have granted us the skeletons of gods, we scream our names into the unthinkable depths of oceans, oblivious to the things that crawl inside us when our mouths are open. So it's good
1: poetry, then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's what you find. There's there's that. There's a bunch of poetry and uh, there's a big steel security door in this clean, abandoned
4: house. Ed is basically investigating the steel door as much as he can.
0: Arcana to figure out the uh, magic and technological security measures, I think.
1: Uh, What was the Googling rule? I want to Google Skell. History. Because he's in the house with us. 14?
0: Yeah, you find an entry for uh, a Skell. There's a bunch, but the the one that you think is relevant, there's a a board member on the board of directors for the Crown Corporation named Skell. Anything
1: else about him or just... He's a poet. Oh, heck. I think we're in his office.
0: I think you're on his estate.
1: Oh, we're in his house. Hey, guys, I know whose house this is.
4: Ed is going to make a little gesture and then point over to uh, Frank and then use message to ask, Hey, quick draw. You think you can do something about figuring out this doorway here?
0: Arcana check. Twenty-two. Holy shnikes. Yeah, that's amazing. So you know everything about this. This is uh, the the top-of-the-line bank vault door. Uh, They are uh, teleportation-proof, lockpick-proof, explosion-proof. This is a world where magic and technology are super advanced. So if you have any hope of protecting your money, you need this kind of door. It's standard in all banks. Uh, The ways to get
2: in are either fingerprint, retina, or password. Hmm. I'm wondering how good of a disguise of the chairman we have going on right <laughs> now. Like, does does disguise self disguise you well enough for a retina scan? That's what I was wondering, because it doesn't hold
1: up to a physical inspection.
0: Absolutely not. The spell would have no way of knowing what the skin on their fingers looks like, or the pattern of their eye.
2: <laughs> if we can get the guy upstairs to open this safe himself... That saves us some problems. You guys went through the entire house. No one's here. Didn't didn't the drone say that Skell was in their office?
0: Yeah, that's what that, that is what he said. You guys have been in every room
3: that's not behind this door, and you did not find anyone. There's a way for the robot to open the door because he said, "Would you like me to get Skell for you?" The robot knows the password. <laughs>
4: I was gonna say, like Skell then must be in the safe itself.
2: In that case, if we're going to ask the robot to get that door open, is it worth dealing with the memory issue now? Because worst case scenario, if we, if we ended up, say, like destroying the robot, or we asked the robot to erase the footage and it says no and it goes to get Skell, the door is still going to open.
3: I feel like the best way to deal with the, the robot and its memory is on the way out.
2: 'Cause like we could just wait until that door opens cause the alarm's been raised and then we get in, get the stuff, get out.
4: Don't even know what stuff we're getting, so we would have to spend time assessing what to actually take. So
2: Well in, in that case, do you want to ask the robot to take us to, to 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 open the door and bring us to Scowl? I'm gonna go find the robot. Alright, so you find the camera
1: drone? I do. Drone
0: Uh the drone says,
1: Hello chairman. Drone, I have a favor to ask you. Can, I want a surprise. Scale, could you open the door to his office for me without alerting him so I can sneak in and give him a surprise? You know how much old Scale loves surprises.
0: Uh, deception.
1: Oh <laughs> No, I botched. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should have gotten advantage because I had already talked to the drone like three times.
0: The drone says, Chairman, you know Skell hates surprises.
1: Oh, you're right. I just wanted to play a practical joke on him. You got me.
0: Oh, my apologies. I'm not programmed for humor.
1: That's true. Need to work on that.
0: So the drone is not going to open the door for you now. Okay. Because it thinks you're gonna to try to surprise him and he doesn't and Skell doesn't like surprises. So
2: you're gonna need another way. Well, then, just ask again to go in, not in surpri- not as a surprise.
1: Hey, drone.
2: <laughs> Hello again, Chairman. Are you okay?
1: Yeah, I just I'm a little. I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get to play my joke. But you're right. He would have hated that. Yeah, but I do need to speak to him. Could you fetch him for me?
0: Uh, I guess deception again. I, I don't. I'm not trying to make you fail this. <laughs> it's just
1: fifteen.
0: All right. So there we go. Uh, so the drone says. According to security parameters, I am not allowed to disobey this order. And the drone flies over to the door and you see uh, it float over uh, with its camera right across the pad and light comes out and scans across it. You assume giving it uh, the simulacrum of a retinal or fingerprint scan and the door uh, unlocks and swings open
3: and the drone goes inside. Uh. Does that drone have anything that looks like hands or anything like that? No, it just has its va- vacuum attachment. Because I kind of want to try to grab it and throw it in the refrigerator. <laughs> you want to grab the drone? It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's going inside, I don't want to alert it. But I think I'm already I, I'm I'm too far away, I think, to, to do that. So I won't worry about it. You can do whatever you want. I- I'm not going to because it, it it'll instigate shit too quickly if it's a dumb idea. So I'm going to play it by ear. Okay, so the drone
0: goes behind the heavy bank vault door, and it's gone for half a minute or so. And then it comes whirring back, uh, slips back out through the crack of the bank vault door, which closes behind it and locks. And you see it the drone has um, stuck to its vacuum port, <laughs> its suction part, um, a human skull.
1: Oh, God.
0: And it drops it at your feet, Lenora, and says... Here you go. Thank you. And then it floats away and goes off to do some dusting.
1: I am resisting
2: all my urges to, alas, prioric. we knew him well right now. Uh, the second you said they were named Skell, I was like, is this house inhabited by a necromantic skeleton? Like that That's where I was going.
4: So far, it seems like you're half
0: right on that part. What's funny is that's that's not intentional. Johnny named this character, so... <laughs> So, Lenora, you have, have Skell's skull, question mark,
2: in your inventory.
1: Well, okay.
2: Um, Can you try holding the skull up to the door and see if that'll open the door? <laughs> Not how retinas work. I don't know. There might be some retina <laughs> dust left in there. I just
1: kind of thought you guys were going to slip in when the drone was in there. Okay. Say, tell, get the drone,
3: tell it to put the skull back, and when it goes in to put the skull back, then we'll slip in.
0: okay so this comedy of errors is in fast motion now as
2: you guys get the camera drone to open the door but this time you're gonna sneak in before we get the 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 camera drone to do that a second time frank is gonna he's gonna pull a card out of the deck and he's gonna activate gotta go fast uh for the next 10 minutes he can move at incredible pace he can go fast
4: it, you can use dash as a bonus action, basically.
2: So I can just go fast, 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 fast.
0: So you guys sneak into the vault this time. Um, the camera drone is in front of you. Do you guys just let it go back out and close the door, locking you in here? or?
3: Uh, I will say this time, if we need to, I Katarina can remain outside. So when the drone comes out, she can grab it and hurl it at the refrigerator or something like that. <laughs>
1: Well, I could stay outside and then ask it to let me back in.
0: All right. So, uh, Lenora, do you want to roll to wrestle the, the camera drone into the fridge?
1: Oh, I was just going to ask it to get again <laughs> to let them out.
0: Are you just gaslighting this drone? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Yes! Okay. So I like this now. Every, it just keeps floating <laughs> back and you just keep giving it mundane tasks to keep it busy. Yes. Okay. Lenora, you're you're not in the vault then. Let's go to the vault team all right vault team six renee Eddy, katarina brooks and frank westerly go inside of the vault slash room uh which is actually an entire underground laboratory question mark it's not entirely clear there's a lot of computers down here like rows and rows banks of um what katarina would call modems um, there's just a lot of computer lab equipment down here. Upstairs, it just looked like a normal rich guy's shitty house, but here is there's clearly research and development going on in the basement. And you see in front of one of these computers is a chair, which has a headless skeleton in it, uh, but that is the only sign of life or former life down in this place. Everything else is just an incalculable amount of v- valuable Computer equipment.
4: How much dust is there in the room? Uh, none. That means it's been sealed for long enough for the person to have been dead and all of his dust to have been erased away, since so dust is mostly dead skin cells. Hmm.
0: Although there is a vacuum bot who can go come and go as it. Or pleases. that,
4: or that. I mean, if you want to just give obvious answers, okay. Uh, <laughs> Ed's going to appraise items as well as he can to find things that might be worth enough to fleece off from what we have in here
0: yeah investigation checks to check the computers
4: oh 15 okay good 12 Phew. okay
0: good
2: 18 yeah
4: no one botched no one botched botched.
0: yes so you guys look through all this basically computer lab is what you've stumbled upon and with three passing investigation checks you guys know that all of these computers are worth a fortune all of them and there's a lot the problem is how many of them are you going to be able to carry, right? Because if you could just lift the room up and carry it with you, you'd all be millionaires, but you only have two hands apiece, which is kind of a problem. So the payday of the Black Acre heist, the first one of this season, is more computers than Steve Jobs would know what to do with. All of them top of the line. This is that Primo Crown Corporation Alienware shit. All of these can run in crisis at max, max settings. Uh it's it's real dank, but they're oh, they're big and what are you guys going to do?
2: If we were to add up the combined weights of all these computers, would you say it would come
4: under 500 pounds? All, all the computers no, but a, a a a heavy a nice bounty's worth, yes probably.
2: Okay. So if we can get about 500 uh pounds worth of computers together, I might have a plan of how we can move them all at once. I also have a good idea because I have read the spell book. (laughs) So um, I'm gonna shuffle. uh, Frank's gonna shuffle the deck up a bit and pull a card out blindly, and he knows it's the right one already. And activates. How how am I gonna reflavor this? The spell, I assume, is Tenser's floating disk. The spell is Tenser's floating disk. It's just how do I want to reflavor that? Uh, he. It's a Beyblade. Oh my god, thank you, Lauren. Okay, can can I rewind <laughs> this and activate my Beyblade trap card? So
3: it's when it spins, like we're putting computers on it
4: and it's spinning them around. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, some sort of like dinner cart or some other sort of like more mundane item that's just like a cart with wheels Beyblade on it. Beyblade
2: has been mentioned now, so I activate my Beyblade trap card, and out comes the magical Beyblade that. Let's say the top layer of it stays flat, but underneath there's just like what appears to be a spinning top underneath it, just just because. But for copyright reasons, it's Beyblade, like... B-A-E. Yeah. I love how much this disc follows me around when I need it to. It is my Beyblade.
0: <laughs> it has a blushing anime face on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the hologram that the Beyblade shoots out in the anime is just like a blushing anime person. Yeah.
0: So you guys stack five hundred pounds of computers onto the Beyblade. Cool, love this heist.
2: <laughs> so this disc will follow me for up to an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. if I move more than twenty feet away from it, it'll just like follow me as we go. So,
3: so I want to, I want to quickly investigate the body we saw.
0: Yeah, medicine check.
3: At an eleven. So you
0: look at this skeleton. It was, uh, it was. I think it was just wearing boxer shorts. Uh, when this guy died, he was just kind of bawling out in his uh, hacker cave. Um, there are no signs of violence. There are no marks on his bones. There are no blood spatters or anything. Mm. It seems like this person just sat in this chair and just died. It could be old age, but maybe they dehydrated, or maybe they were
3: oh. they they could have starved. Cattery doesn't like this one bit.
1: Uh oh. Uh oh. Abort. Abort.
3: Can I see what was being used on the, the machine or the, the computer terminal that this skeleton was in front of? Because Katarina is getting really weird vibes from this.
0: Yeah, I was I was very <laughs> curious when someone was going to try this. All right, so you, Frank, are you already boxing up the computers?
2: Uh, I, I think I'm already starting to load computers
0: up on the disk. All right, so um, actually, when you uh, check... Computer that skull the skeleton is in front of. I swear to God that wasn't intentional. It did, he didn't know this was going to happen. He just named a character for me. Um, <laughs> the the, this, the a lock screen pops up. It needs a password. Or Any
3: clue to it or anything like that? No.
1: No sticky notes in the desk.
3: I want to check the poetry book itself to see if there's any particularly very notable phrases or things like that that stand out maybe like the title of it or be a password all right so
0: you guys uh share knowledge on the poems and you find that um there's a couple different poems on the subject of wisdom that's a word that recurs a lot
3: i'll try wisdom in there uh particularly i guess wearing gloves if need be so i'm not leaving fingerprints all over the cues.
0: You want to try? Okay, so you try Wisdom and nothing happens. You try Wisdom with uh, um, (laughs) a 1 for the I and a 0 for the O. And then you try, like, Wisdom 420, blaze it. Uh, You put put X's in front and behind. um, But eventually, uh, you actually do. Uh, when you eventually do unlock the password, because it was
3: it, w- it was X
4: XX, X X X S S J Wisdom Trunks X X X X with an L. One of the X's is capitalized, but the other three aren't. That's important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sephiroth, sixty nine. Um, you unlock it, and
0: um, since Frank has taken a lot of the computers off already, uh, it appears that whatever he was working on, actually, not all of his, de- not all of it is accessible. Uh, In fact, all of these computers were working on the same thing, and now some of them have been taken away, and so some of it is missing. Yeah, so you do some clicking around, and a lot of the stuff is like uh, also password protected, uh, more securely, things you wouldn't be able to just guess from his poetry. Um, And you you definitely find a bunch of um, indecipherable technical jargon notes. And in addition, you find um, some audio log entries, because this is Bioshock now. And so you start playing
5: audio logs. The book is selling well, better than I'd hoped, but it all seems so unimportant now. I find him unable to focus on anything other than Solomon's proposition. It seems like what he's offering should be impossible, but he's volunteered to look at the results. I don't know if that means they've gone ahead and done this with some of his other clients, or if they're just moving past the test stages and I get a look at the guinea pigs, but it's tough not to be intrigued by it. What this could mean is staggering. No more disease, no more wasted hours, an end to starvation. The things that I could accomplish with those kinds of resources at my fingertips. He he assures me that the risks are minimal, but has also made it clear that it's a one-way trip. This isn't a decision I should be making lightly, but I almost feel like I'm halfway there already. I feel as if this was meant for me to do. I'll have to draft some more detailed questions for him, because it certainly doesn't feel like it's as simple as he made it out to be. After asking him more about it, I should have the wherewithal to make an educated choice. I have to cancel the book tour. It seems too important to put off. What if you could rewrite yourself? What if you could suddenly decide that you needed to care more about hunger or, or poverty? What if you knew that Figuring these things out are complicated and difficult, and they don't get solved overnight, but you knew that you could be a better part of the solution. We've all played at what we would change if we had the chance, but what if you actually could change yourself? I could be more charitable. I could be more empathetic. Imagine if you could decide to be more fascinated with engineering, and every waking moment you had would be lovingly dedicated to designing a better cleaner engine could I rewrite my passions should I rewrite my passions if I love new things with greater intensity what becomes of my work now maybe I could always come back maybe I could never be done maybe I could have all the time in the world I'm going to do it. Solomon's assuaged my fears, and the alternatives are too old and simple to ignore. Conversations with the other converts were encouraging, and the artwork Beatrice produced in the blink of an eye was staggering. I'm ready. This may be actually the first time I ever truly live.
0: As far as you can tell... Uh, Skell, board member of the Crown Corporation, was successful in his project of uploading his consciousness into these computers. And Frank <laughs> currently has five hundred
2: pounds oh, of no. Skell's consciousness floating on
0: a Beyblade.
2: If we only take like part of his consciousness, he can't tell anyone what happened. So. <sighs>
4: <laughs> that is true ghastly but true uh ed is gonna be very kind of uneasy once this realization is made and he'll actually just pipe up and say i was pretty stoked about this gear but now i don't feel so hot about taking it as is at least
0: also of note because you guys aren't listening to the audio live uh there's two names mentioned in the audio tape uh one is solomon solomon luna the chairman of the board, of course, and also someone else named Beatrice is mentioned here, as she's part. I
1: just—is there going to be a Dante's Inferno <laughs> reference? Is all I'm saying. <laughs>
4: <laughs> last last season was a li- Last season was a literature season. <laughs> if we're not taking the computers,
2: could we take like the screens or stuff like that? Like, could we take parts of it that aren't taking this guy's consciousness but are still getting us a payday?
4: We could simply ask him once we hook it back up.
2: Yeah, or we could plug him back in and ask him, can we steal like bits of you but not all of you and then he'll like raise an alarm or something.
0: Lenora, you're upstairs uh gaslighting the camera drone. What's your passive perception? 12. All right, can you roll me perception
1: please? Ah, <sighs> 9.
0: Yeah, so you don't you don't get advanced warning for what happens, and what happens is the front door opens and someone
2: enters. Oh, this is going sideways fast. Can I hide? Yeah, stealth.
1: Twelve!
2: Uh, So you, like, dive
0: behind the couch, and you're waiting there. You hear footsteps coming across the room, but then the camera drone floats over to you and says, Chairman, are you okay? Did you fall down?
1: (laughs) Yes, I fell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you just say you fell out loud and blow your own cover.
1: Well, the drone just blew my cover.
0: It did. You probably shouldn't have gaslit him so hard. (laughs) Oh. And so from your position on the floor, Lenora, you look up and you see there is a white dragonborn standing over you. From the way he is dressed, you are 100% certain that he is a cop. And in a holster at his side, he has a huge revolver. Oh, fuck. And he sees you on the floor. What do you do?
1: Ow, my head.
0: The white dragonborn draws his, his revolver and says, is that, is that you, Luna?
1: It is. Uh, I'm not feeling so well.
0: What are you doing here, sir?
1: Nostalgia.
0: Des- deception.
1: <laughs> ah, eight!
0: He says, That's mighty strange, sir, because you just called me to come check on the house. And he points his revolver at your head. so we're gonna do the credits for december 2017 for season four of dice funk i'm just gonna do the music credits real quick we did new jack mantle an arrangement of the mantle from nights into dreams we did music of funk an arrangement of stage one gotham city from batman for the nes and linear groove an arrangement of a type and b type from tetris those are the songs i used
1: i bet they're cool
0: what else did we do during this part? I guess we talk about uh, where people can support the show at. I'm at patreon.com slash Austin Chris is at patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. Laura is at kotaku.co.uk. Where are you? Where are you?
1: I'm vargalicious on Twitter.
0: Right, so you're just telling people to bother you on Twitter? Yeah. Okay.
1: Hit me up, folks.
0: And Skitch is at skitch.bandcamp.com. That's where music happens. I feel like we don't ever talk about the fact that he did, like, the Nostalgia Critic theme, which is, like, a pretty big deal on the internet, and it's just never come up in 120 episodes.
1: No, Skitch is, like, the fanciest boy.
0: He's basically highfalutin.
1: Like, on the scale of fanciness, Skitch is probably at the top, and I'm at the bottom.
0: Yeah, but that's where all the raccoons and stuff are, so...
1: Yes, and I, my... my roll around in the garbage with them trash palace yes my house
0: um so we're also on a bunch of other stuff itunes podbean google play youtube there's so many places you can listen to the show and all of them you should comment and like and subscribe and rate and are we on myspace i feel like we need to get on myspace it's gonna make a, <laughs> it's gonna make a big comeback
1: that's still a thing
0: it has to be oh
1: god oh embarrassing MySpace. MySpace. My my gaze. I don't know. <laughs> Your gaze. Um. No, MySpace was embarrassing. I'm pretty sure I still have like a like an anime roleplay one I had in fucking middle school somewhere. That explains a lot. Am I ashamed? Yes. <laughs> Is that everything? I start crediting now.
0: You wanna start crediting now? We have a list of names here. Everybody who helped the show exist in December, and I'm gonna start reading and then you can read and or you wanna start and I can we can trade.
1: Sure. Let's get a back and forth going.
0: Alright, so I'm just gonna start now. Uh first of all, thank you, Kerstin Haslinger.
1: For a mom.
0: <laughs> so right, are you commenting or are you gonna read the second one?
1: Joseph Tombrello. Hi.
0: <laughs> Jade?
1: Hi Jade. Brent. Hi, Brent.
0: (laughs) This is untenable.
1: (laughs) I can't comment on every name. Okay, I need to stop. Okay.
0: The Cult of Gorfinax.
1: Paul Mullen.
0: Dr. Goatman.
1: I'd let him be my doctor. I trust Goats.
0: Not qualified.
1: (laughs) Irving T. Royale.
0: Andrew Grothin.
1: Levi the Young.
0: Kevin Dobbins.
1: Anthony Sever.
0: Morgan Rapp.
1: Einar Johansson.
0: Carter Rayner.
1: Major Tem.
0: Matthew Hare.
1: <laughs> Jorgen Weinwick Ford.
0: Josie Gazet.
1: Razumi Yuzura.
0: Albert West. Jason. Ken Fersel.
1: Eleanor Nanante Sees per- Periton? I don't know. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Scott Cummings.
1: Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong.
0: <laughs> Jewman Jack.
1: Gwillem Evans.
0: Melly Teesh.
1: George Soros.
0: (laughs) It's going to get you every month, isn't it? It is. Arjun Deconing.
1: Grimlock.
0: John Potts.
1: Dawson Parr.
0: Noah Sudret.
1: Zephosaurus.
0: Elderly Goose.
1: Salad Child.
0: Seraph Stone.
1: Thorsten Gross.
0: Devin Smith. Caster UK. Aki Savalainen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H.
1: Amanda Linetti.
0: Junk 2.0.
1: The Hat Cells.
0: Dominic Bowden.
1: Melissa Nielsen. Don. Eugene T. I like that. T-E-A. Good job, Eugene.
0: <laughs> Connor Reynolds.
1: Pruitt Holcomb.
0: Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol.
1: Franco- Oof. Francois V. I don't know what happened to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shayness?
1: Dennis Pancake Tetlipson.
0: Miko from Finland.
1: Dennis Bengtson.
0: Josh Mosier.
1: Indigo Vandane.
0: Allison Ansel.
1: Sydney Marsing.
0: Just a jester.
1: Savardin Akrasimova. Uh, Akers- <laughs> I'm bad at things. I'm sorry, everyone whose names are ruined.
0: <laughs> Brady Warner.
1: Kitty Foe.
0: <laughs> James Neely.
1: Marissa Donaldson.
0: Melanie Joe.
1: Lana Seawolf. Lana. Lana. I'm sorry.
0: Toby Gleason Stack.
1: Matthew Weber,
0: Sarah Hanley,
1: Melissa Booker,
0: Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Anna Stoolfarer
1: Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays,
0: Harrison Andrew,
1: Kevin Zidlow, C- Zidlow, Zidlo?
0: Christopher Charlo, Jorrit, Viger Arnston,
1: Cody Jackson,
0: August Rue,
1: <sighs> I'm sorry everybody.
0: By the time we're done with the show, I'm gonna have roughly a hundred thousand different takes of you apologizing. I'm gonna be able to like, fill a library with o- only MP3s of you saying you're sorry.
1: That sounds really on brand for me.
0: It is relatable.
1: It, it was somebody was like, "What is what is what is Lauren about?" You just hand them the hundred hours of apologizing.
0: Being tired, being sleepy, apologizing, and also pretending to be a gay cat.
1: Uh I only have to pretend with the cat part.
0: Wait, which parts
5: pretend They
1: The cat parts? The cat part. Yeah, because I'm not a real cat, but I am real gay.